the eighth chapter of Hilchus Malva Valeva, the laws of a lender and borrower. Today's pattern contains 15 halachas and continues with the laws of interest. Perek Shmini, the eighth chapter, halacha Aleph. Oser laharbeis al hamecher. It is forbidden to add on to the price regarding a sale. Although in yesterday's perek we learned that in the case of schiras, rental for a house or wages to a worker, one is allowed to make such deals regarding a sale. It is forbidden. Ketzar, how is this? One person sells the other land or movable objects. Let's say Reuven is selling to Shimon. He tells Shimon, If you give me the money now, I will sell it to you for a hundred. However, but if you don't give it to me till a certain time, then it'll cost you 120. So if you pay earlier, you can get it for 100. Wait till later, it'll cost you 120. This is interest by rabbinic law. Why? This is like someone who was receiving 20 in order that he will give someone else 100 to use until a certain time. In other words, Reuben tells Shimon, if you give it to me now, you can have it for 120. If you, uh, you can have it for 100. Or later for 120. This is just like telling Shimon, Shimon, here, I'll give you $100. I will loan you $100, and you will pay me back 120 in exchange for having the free use of this money for this period of time, which is what a loan is. This that Shimon has to pay you 120, the extra 20 he, he is paying because he had the freedom to use this 100 for this time period. This is very, very similar to a loan in which interest is being paid, where again he is paying interest because he has the ability to use the money for this time period. Since it is similar to Rebus, it is prohibited by rabbinic decree. Let's say we wait till the end of the time period and Shimon only wants to pay the 100. Reuben will bring him to court. Now, can he get the 20 or not? When Reuben brings Shimon to court, Shimon is only required to pay what it was worth at the time of the sale, regardless of what their agreement was. Or, if he is unhappy with that price, Reuben can nullify the deal, since he expected to get 120. Therefore, he can request the merchandise back if it is still in existence. And so too, if someone is selling movable objects after a certain time to cost 100, he doesn't say specifically that if you pay for it now, it'll cost 90. However, it is the market value for someone that buys now is 90. This is also prohibited. And therefore, even if he pays at the later time period, he is only required to give 90. And should the seller be unhappy with the price, he has the choice. He is allowed to request his merchandise back if it is still in existence. This halacha, incidentally, is something which is very relevant today since there are many incentive deals of this sort and should two Jews be involved, it is a question for a competent rabbinic authority. Halacha base. Someone buys an object from another for its proper price, what the market value is. 
But the agreement that he will pay him within the next 12 months. And they fix a certain price. He is allowed to tell the buyer, Give me the money immediately and I will let you go for less. And we don't worry in this case about it appearing to be interest. Because in this case, it's not that he's adding on to the regular price because he is getting the money later. Here, they have already agreed to pay the normal market price. And they have agreed to pay it in 12 months. Over here, he's giving a discount to pay it earlier. We don't have to worry that he's adding on to the regular price, since it's clear that the market value has already been agreed upon. Since this is the case, it is allowed. The Beis Yasef points out that the Rambam says only Beshavehu, but we know from the previous halacha, if they originally agreed upon a price which was more than the regular market price, and for that reason it's being spread out over 12 months because he's paying more money, then this is forbidden again as the Rambam described previously because it's avak ribis. Halacha Gimel. Chavish yayin shi shava ata dinar. A barrel of wine which is now worth one dinar. And he pays, he sells it to him with, for the price of two dinner payable later on in the summer. However, for this extra money which he is paying above the market price, he gets the following benefit, sort of an insurance benefit. That should some some sort of accident occur to the wine barrel and it be broken or ruined, it is still considered to be within the possession of the seller until it is finally sold by the buyer. In other words, the buyer is going to buy this barrel of wine and resell it. Until he does so, it is within the responsibility and the risk of the seller. In this case, it is allowed that even though it appears similar to the case in Allah Halacha Aleph that he will pay the market price for paying immediately. But if he pays later, he will have to pay more. This is nevertheless not considered to be similar to interest. Because if the barrel was lost or broken, it will end up that he will not pay anything at all. Therefore, for this extra dinner he is paying, he is getting something extra. He doesn't have to undertake this risk. The following phrase gives the commentaries a great deal of difficulty in the Rambam, and the Shach in Shulchan Aruch says that it does not belong here, that it is a printing error and belongs at the end of the entire halacha. This would apparently be another reason why he gets something out of his extra dinner, because if he is unable to resell it and make a profit, he will be able to return it to the original owner. And so too, if he sold it to him again for two, when the normal price was one, he said, Whatever you get over and above this two shall be your wages since you are taking care of selling the wine. On the other hand, And if you are unable to sell it, if you want, you shall return it to me. This is also allowed. Why? Because that even though should it break or be stolen or turn sour, it is within his responsibility and he will end up losing the money. Why then is it not called interest like we learned in Halakha Aleph? 
because he still has the choice of returning it, should he be unable to sell it, this is again an additional additional value to him and is worth the extra dinner. And according to the Shach, here comes the reason that we skipped in the in the middle of the Lacha, because if he cannot sell it and make a profit, he can return it to the original owner. This is where it belongs, says the, says the Shach. This is the reason why in the second case, the extra dinner he is paying is not considered to be interest. In the first case, the reason is because he has this insurance in case it gets ruined. In the second case, he has a kind of insurance that in case he is unable to sell it. And it's for this extra insurance that he is paying the other dinner. Therefore, it's not avakribis. We learned in Allah base that if one originally bought something for the proper market value, then if one wants to give an incentive to pay it off early by reducing the price, this is allowed, which is not the case if the original sale was for more than, than the market price. In the following halakh, the Ramam will deal with a certain type of produce which has two separate market values. One market value, if the buyer comes to buy it, nor, as is normally done, and a lower market value, if the seller wants to get rid of it, and he himself takes it to the market to sell, which in order to sell it, he will have to lower the market price. And the question is, which is considered the market price as far as this law of interest is concerned? Halakha Dawit. If he has fruit or produce, that if he should want to sell them and get immediate payment in the marketplace, he will have to sell them for ten, because he will have to sell it for a low price because he's bringing it himself to the market and wants to get rid of it. However, However, if a buyer comes to buy this produce, and he gives the money immediately, he will pay a higher market value for it. He will pay 12. Now, which is considered to be the regular market value? This person is allowed to sell, it, sell them for the price of 12 and extend it over 12 months. That even though this would be forbidden, should the market value be considered 10? Because then he is adding on another 2, which would be considered interest, which he is taking from the buyer in exchange for giving the buyer usage of his money for 12 months. In this case, it's allowed. Why? Because even if he brought the money now, at the beginning, he would have to spend 12 in order to buy them. That since... If the buyer comes, this is the market value 12, he is not considered to be charging extra for the use of his money. He is rather charging the regular market value and rather giving him the chance to pay it out over 12 months. But can call Koyetzebaz as so too any similar case. It is forbidden to purchase the fruit of a garden before it has com- been completely formed and ripened. Because the reason he is now selling it at a cheap price of 10, it is a fruit which is worth 20 when it completely develops. So it turns out that the addition here is in order, is, is in, in order that he should have the money early in order to use. In other words, if Reuben owns the field and sells the fruit to Shimon, Shimon will now buy it only for ten. 
Why is it that Reuben is, so to speak, giving Shimon the extra 10? Because the fruit is really worth 20. It's not worth 10. And if Reuben, and Shimon is going to pick it up at the time it ripens. Why is Reuben giving Shimon this extra 10 by giving him a discount and selling it only for 10 instead of 20? This is a Bishvil Kafa. This is because Shimon is giving money to Reuben and Reuben can use it between the time of the transaction and the time the fruit is harvested. Since he is lending so to speak, money to Reuben. And Reuben is paying more for it. He's paying something extra, the discount. This is considered to be like interest. However, if he bought a calf for, for a cheap price, and the calf still remains in the possession of the owners until it grows, which is just like the case of these grapes, which remain within the vineyard of the seller, until they're ripened in this in this case of the animal, It's allowed. Why? Because if this calf died, or if it became very thin, it would be the responsibility of the buyer. And that it should become skinny, or that it should die, is something which is very, very common. Therefore, this, that the buyer is getting a discount, is not because he is advancing money to the seller, as it was in the beginning of the halacha. That's not why he's getting a discount. He is getting a discount because he is taking the responsibility in case something should happen to the animal. This is worth it for the seller to decrease the price and be rid of the headache in case something happens to the animal. Couldn't we say the same thing, however, in the beginning of this halacha, in the case of grapes, that perhaps uh, an ice will, ha- will occur, ice or, or hail or something else, and destroy the crops, and this would again be the responsibility of the buyer, and perhaps we could say there also that the decrease in price was for the sake of taking this responsibility away from the seller and putting it on the buyer. The difference is found in the words of the Rambam at the end. These things are davar tomir. That it's much more common to have death or or leanness in the case of an animal than to have uh, crops of grapes destroyed in such a fashion. Therefore, it is not considered to be a reason for the decrease in price. It is rather attributed to interest. Allah above. Anesin mos labala hakerem al hasrigim balas meides. A person gives money to the owner of a vineyard for the branches and the vines of the grapes. That he shall receive them when they're caught at the time where they're at an expensive price. However, he buys them for a lesser price before they have dried and are cut. So he is now paying for them earlier, for a lesser price. When they're delivered to him later, they'll be worth more. Here we have the same old problem of interest, that he is advancing money to the owner of the vineyard. It's like giving him a loan, because he now has use of this money because he's received it earlier. In exchange for that, the owner of the vineyard is giving him back something extra. He is lowering the the price of this produce, of these uh, Srigimans Maydays. So therefore, Therefore, this buyer must dig up some of the earth and work in the earth when these vines are still attached to the ground. It turns out then that he is like someone that is buying the tree together with the vines and rods. It's like he is buying the whole thing now. It's not that he's really acquiring it later on. Since he's acquiring it now, he's acquiring it for a lower price. 
However, if he did not do this, however, it turns out that the money he is giving the owner of the vineyard is like a loan. And that he is being allowed to buy at a lesser price because he is advancing money to the owner of the vineyard. And this is prohibited because it's similar to interest. People that guard the fields. That the custom was that their payment would be they would be to be sold wheat at a cheaper price when it is later on in the grain storage bin. There in the garden, other work is done. It is threshed and it is uh, purified, cleaned and so on. However, this happens after their work has already finished because their work is out in the fields. Now the, the grain is already in the granary. So therefore, when they come to the granary to pick up their grain at a cheap price, they are required to do some work there in the granary. In order that this wheat that they are now receiving should be at the conclusion of their, of their work period. That since they are now doing work in the granary, it's considered that their work was not only guarding the field, it was also working in the granary. But if they did not do so, it'll turn out that their wages that they are owed is sitting in the hands of their employer like a loan. In other words, it's as if they have loaned money to their employer since they are due the wages earlier. And this, that they are now being allowed to buy the grain at a cheap price, is Mipnesha. Because they have delayed collecting their wages until they come to the granary. So therefore we'll set up with the same situation. In exchange for them giving money, so to speak, to their employers. By not collecting their wages, they are being allowed to, to buy the produce at a lower price. The employer is, in other words, giving them something extra in return for holding on to their money. This again is similar to interest and is prohibited. Halacha ches. Arisin tenant farmers, that the custom was that the, person, the tenant would take over a farm and his rental payment would be to give part, a certain percentage or a certain stipulated amount of the produce to the owner of the field. And the custom was that the owners of the fields would remove them in the month of Nisan. And the customary payment was that the ten farmers would give for every chaymer, a certain area of land which they planted, they would give four saw to the owner of the field. However, this owner was different. This owner allowed his tenant farmers to stay until year. He allowed them to stay an extra month. And in exchange, he didn't take four saw, but not only He took from them six saw. And this again appears to be Rebis, because in this case, the owner of the field is allowing them to hold on to their grain for a longer period of time. He's not collecting it right away. And in exchange for doing that, they're now not giving him back four, they're giving him six. So it seems that they're paying back more for having the privilege of having held their grain for an extra month. Nevertheless, the Rambam rules, This is allowed and there is no interest over here. Because this case is different. Since they are allowed to stay in the field an extra month, the grain will ripen better, the, the produce will be 
and will be greater, and he will he himself will gain more profit. So therefore, it's not like he's paying just paying something extra to the owner of the field. He himself is getting something extra through being in the field an extra month. The produce will grow, and he himself will get more of a profit. Allah chates hashar. A person buys wheat for one sela for four saw of wheat, and this is the market value. and he gave him the money immediately. and when he comes to collect the wheat a while later, The one who was giving the wheat added on to the amount which he bought. If he gave a seller and was supposed to get four saw, he gave him a little bit extra. And this appears again to be ribis, that since he did not collect the wheat right away, he left it within the possession of the one that owns it, it seems that he is now paying him back extra for having had the privilege of holding the wheat. Nevertheless, the Rambam rules, this is allowed. This is something which was not agreed between them. This is something the owner of the wheat did with his own free will. And if he wanted, he wouldn't have added anything. Because there was no agreement over here between them. There was no stipulation. This that he is adding on is clearly as a gift. It has no connection with the fact that he did not pick up the wheat immediately. Incidentally, the Alter Rebbe rules in Shulchan Aruch that this only applies if it was only a small amount which was added on. And therefore, one could learn that it was like a matana. However, if a great deal was added on, it is apparent that he is doing this in reward for having held out and not collected the wheat immediately. It is permissible for one person to give the value of a barrel of wine to another and tell the owner if it turns sour between today and a certain date it will be considered yours it's your problem however if only the value on the market changes that it drops in price or goes higher in price then it belongs to me this is permissible since he accepted upon himself the responsibility if it drops in price then he is accepting upon himself both the reward and the loss. So to any similar case. If he would say that I will take the barrel if it goes up in price, but it's your responsibility if it turns sour, or if it drops in price, in this case it would be forbidden, because it's clear the reason the owner is agreeing to such a to such conditions is in exchange for receiving the money up front since he's getting the money early and this is like our other cases that since he's getting the money he's getting the money early he is going to have to pay back more than its normal worth to the one that's giving it to him because he is now accepting upon himself conditions that he otherwise would not accept in exchange for getting the money this is similar to interest and would be forbidden However, in this case, since he accepts upon himself not only if it rises in price but if it drops in price it is permissible it is also permissible for a person to purchase a hundred jars or flasks of wine in Tishrei for one dinner and not take them until the month of Tavis later on. And when he takes them later on in Tavis, 
he can search through the barrels and give back to the owner any of the ones which have been spoiled and take only the good wine and he will get a hundred flasks of good wine and although this appears again to be similar to interest because why is it that he is allowing this buyer to look through and sort through the barrels apparently he is giving this because the the buyer gave him the money originally in Tishrei, and he had the use of it all this time. So therefore, he's giving it back extra, and it appears like ribis. So the Rambam says, no, this is allowed. To begin with, he didn't pick out certain barrels and identify them. He just bought a hundred flasks of good wine. And these that turn sour, they were fit to become sour to begin with in Tishrei. That there was a little bit of spoilage already, it just was not recognizable then. But it was not known until later on. Therefore, since he only bought those barrels which were good, or flasks which were good to begin with, this is not considered to be an extra schus, an extra thing which the owner of the barrels is giving him, this is rather the normal nature of their business transaction. In a place where the custom was to rent out a boat and immediately take the rental fee. And should the boat break en route, they would estimate what damage was caused to the boat. And those that rented would have to pay an additional fee for the damage caused to the boat over and above the rental fee. This is allowed. We might think that the money that they will in the future owe as a result of the breakage, since they're not paying it immediately, they're paying it later. It's as if they are being loaned that money by the owner of the boat. And in reward for them holding on to that money and not having to pay it later, they are paying what looks like interest and their rental fee for the boat. However, it is, this is not the case, as the Gemara answers, that they don't really take that upon themselves as a loan, because they are only going to own that money if the boat breaks. If the boat doesn't break, they will not have to pay anything. That's why it is allowed. The Kain Mutter who creates a boy, so too one is allowed to rent out a bronze pot or something similar. And one can immediately take the rental fee and also take the value of what will be decreased in weight. That when the pot gets used, some of the weight will be lost and it will decrease in value. This is also allowed. And even though in this case, unlike the boat, we know in advance that there is going to be damage to the, to the pot. Nevertheless, since in addition to the money that they are paying for the decrease in weight, the value of the pot also decreases as a result of it being burned. This compensates for the extra money for the rental fee which is being paid to the owner of the pot. And therefore, this is also not considered to be ribis. One cannot accept literally iron sheep from another Jew because it is similar to interest. It is known as iron sheep because one is receiving sheep and the investment is as secure as iron is. As the Rambam now explains, the case at Hain Sein Barzel, what is this Sein Barzel? One person, let's say Reuben, has a hundred sheep. The Kiblami men will leave topple behem and Shimon receives them and Shimon will take care of them. And 
and the shearings, the offspring and the milk will be shared between them, either half and half, or by one third and three quarters, or one fourth and three quarters, and ad shona or ad shnosayim, up to one year or two years, kameisha hisnum benehem, according to whatever conditions they make, as to what will be shared, and how much, and for how long. And if some of the sheep die, the one that is working with them, Shimon, is responsible for their payment. Such an arrangement, this is prohibited because it's avak ribis. Because the owner of the sheep over here has only a possibility of gaining and is, and is never going to lose anything. And as we said in Perak Hay, Halacha Ches, any Karov Laschar Varofag Lahasir is considered to be interest. Because in exchange over here for him giving Shimon the sheep to work with, and Shimon will be making a profit on the sheep, so it's as if he's lending these sheep to Shimon for him to work. In exchange, he is getting an uneven share, an uneven proposition, because he doesn't have to take any of the risk in exchange for lending him the sheep. And therefore, it's prohibited. Furthermore, we explained over there that even should they not make such an arrangement and split it evenly, even then it would be considered avak ribis unless he pays Shimon for taking care of his portion of the sheep as well. L'fichach, im kibla lav bal hatsein, she'im hukru o huzlu, o im nitrafu, hareheim birshusei. Therefore, if the owner of the sheep accepts upon himself that if the value either inflates or goes down, or if they become traits, they were torn and made not kosher, they are his responsibility. In other words, he is himself taking some of the risk also, harez and mutter. Then it is allowed because both of them are taking some of the risk. The king called so too, any similar case. Halach Yud Gimel. This is closely related to Halach Yud Aleph about the ship. Hashom para A person received a cow whose value had been estimated from another. And he tells the one that gave him the cow, If it dies, I shall be responsible to pay you back 30 dinar. And in addition, I'm going to pay you one seller for each month as a rental fee. In this case, it appears like a case of interest again. Because since he would be responsible to pay the 30, and he is not paying it yet, this is in, in his hands like it's a loan. And in addition to having to pay that 30 later on, he also was paying him one seller for each month. This one seller a month appears like interest. Nevertheless, mutter, this is allowed. Because this was not declared, this monetary value of 30 dinar only becomes effective after the animal dies. In other words, it's not, it cannot be called a halva, a loan now, in his hand, the money he owes, because he's only going to have to pay it if the cow dies. Similar to the case in Yeralef, when the only time the renters will have to pay for the ship is if it gets broken. Since it's only conditional, and we are not sure if this condition will be fulfilled, it's not considered a loan, and is therefore not considered to be interest. Halacha Yudalet. Maskeres isha lechabrata tanrageles leishevala beitzim. One woman can rent to another her chicken in order to sit on the eggs to hatch them. Bishnei afreichim. In order to get two of the chicks. And it appears from Rashi, as the Kesef Mishnah brings down on the Rambam, that the woman that owns the chicken 
will be bringing the eggs to her, and she will, in her own possession, will put the eggs under the chicken, and she herself will take care of the chicks. In other words, she is taking care of the chicks, which will go to the woman that owns the eggs, and apparently she is not being paid for it. And apparently she is doing this in exchange for the two chicks which she is going to be getting. So it looks in a way like a case of interest. She is being lent these two eggs which she will be able to raise with her own chicken. And in, it, and in, in exchange she is working for the other woman's eggs to raise the chicks and so on. Nevertheless, we do not worry about interest in this case. That since she has no responsibility for these eggs whatsoever, and is being expressed as a, as a case of rental, that she is renting out the chicken, and she is being paid for it, it is not similar enough to a loan situation to prohibit it because of interest. Halacha Tesvav. In this, the last halacha of the Perek, the Rambam will apply the principle we learned in the beginning of Perek Hay, that if someone takes interest prohibited by Torah law, it can be recovered in court. And the Rambam will go into some details about how it is recovered. One person, let's call him Ruvain, who was trying to recover four dinar of interest by Torah law from Shimon. And in exchange for this, Shimon gave him a, a certain object which is worth five dinner instead of four. When Shimon takes Reuben to court to recover the interest which he gave him, and he takes the money away, he's allowed to take the entire five. Since it came to him, as interest, and even though Reuben only wanted four dinner for an interest, since the entire object was worth five, he can recover the entire five. And this is speaking about a case where the object is no longer recognizable. He gave him produce or something of the sort. And so too, if he gave him a garment or an object, in this case, we recover the object itself and the garment itself. As the Gemara points out, that even if he would give back money to value and keep the garment, people would look at it and say, Aha, this is the garment which was the interest from Shimon. Therefore, he returns the garment or the object itself. Let's say Shimon didn't have either, and instead he that Shimon rented out to Reuven, without taking payment, of course, this would be the payment, a place which normally would, the rental fee would be three dinar. And, and Reuven accepted this as payment of the four dinar of ribis. The question here is when the, Shimon goes to recover, will he take out three dinar, which is what the place was worth, or will he take out four dinar, since Reuven accepted this as payment for the four dinar of interest? The law is, When Shimon takes the money away from Reuven, he will take all four. Because Reuven rented this out, so to speak, for four. Since he accepted that this is what the place was worth, he accepted this place in exchange for the four which he desired as his interest. Therefore, he must pay back the entire four, even though it was only worth three.